Amen. So we're starting a little series, a little four-week series on hurdles. Hurdles to life, hurdles to connection, hurdles to church. Um, just things that seem to be in our way. And I just want to encourage you to stick this out. Come with us on this. Well, I, th- I think we've got a good message. I believe the Lord is leading us. Um, anybody here have hurdles to what you're walking through right now? Amen. Um, just starting this series this morning showed up to just incredible hurdles. We had to replace our sanctuary computer with the youth computer. That's why we were, you were seeing things hesitate, and the lights weren't exactly right, and the words weren't exactly right. Ruth Ann said, hey, the words weren't even working on the last song. And I wanted to say, like I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't. You know, to her, it was just the it didn't work on enemy's camp. Well, hopefully that's such an old one, you know those words. Uh, but what challenges come um, in life? When we talk about the word hurdle, just think about what it is. I know that we have this image, but basically hurdle is an obstacle or a difficulty. And so many times the church or Christians label hurdles or challenges as we've missed God. Things get hard, well, we must have missed something. And I want to attack that this morning. If you would, I want you, if you don't mind, I want you to get out your Bibles and let's just look. This is one of those key scriptures, Matthew chapter 7. Can you bring that up? Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. This is one of those that you've probably heard most of your life if you've been in church at all. If you haven't been in church, then you're in for a treat. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. Now, I want you to try hard to acknowledge your busy mind and the thoughts that you have, and I want you to take those captives, set those down, set your issues, set your challenges down, and listen to what the Lord has to say to you this morning, because it's very easy to miss. And God has created you to hear Him. And he's created you, and he is our Lord and God and our Savior, and he is ready to save you. But you've got to listen. Those that love him hear his voice and obey his voice. So I want to encourage you. Maybe your ears are stopped up. Um, it's going to be gross. I'm going to do it anyway. Every Wednesday and every Sunday, I take a Q-tip and clean out my ears. I don't know if you should do it more often, but that's how often I do it. Don't judge me. Go clean your own ears. But I do it because I have to stick things in my ears when I get here. And when I don't do it, that stuff gets in those things that I stick in my ears and clogs it up, and I can't hear anymore. What what is your deal? Yeah. But our ears get clogged up. And consider that your ears may be clogged up. Unclog them. The Lord says, let those that have ears to hear, let them hear. All right. Here we go. Hurdles. Let's look at the scripture. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate that is broad, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Verse 14. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Is the way to life easy? No. What is it? 
It's narrow and it's difficult. So because you've got challenges, it doesn't mean you've missed God. In fact, I would argue just the opposite. If it's easy and everyone's doing it, you've probably missed God. You're a redneck. Here's your sign. If it's easy and if it's wide, you've probably missed it. So I can get here this morning and have all the challenges, everything just completely fall apart on me, and I can think, oh man, I must have missed my sermon series. I must have missed it. God, I must have just failed you. And it's just the opposite. No, I've got challenges that I've got to walk through. That doesn't mean I've missed it, but I do need to know that I'm hearing God. So as we have hurdles in our life, I want you just to think about a race uh, a track, a track and field track that have hurdles there. And yeah, we do have these hurdles that we've got to be able to navigate. And there's a lot of ways to navigate these. We're not under the rules of a track star. We can, we can do different things with our hurdles than the track people can. Track people have to jump over them. We can have them removed. We can run around them. We can knock them down. Someone can come hold our hand and get over them. We've got a lot of different things that we can do with a hurdle. But the problem is, am I going the right direction? How many of you know you can be going the wrong direction and have hurdles and you sit there and waste your time killing yourself trying to get through it only to find out you've gone to the wrong place? So before we even think about the hurdles that we're facing, we need to think about are we going the right direction? I can tell you Satan will throw you hurdles no matter which direction you're going in. But what's so important before we get going on this hurdles thing is where are we going? Where are we going in our marriage? Where are we going individually with with the Lord, with our relationships? Where are we going as a church? Where are we going with leadership? Where are we going? And if we can determine we're going the right way, we're on the narrow path, even though it's difficult, okay, now we need to get through our hurdles. The hurdles that we had this morning, we're able to overcome. Yeah, it was challenges. Yeah, we had to waste time that we had already worked up and had it all prepared and, and all of a sudden we just had to work through some things or we could quit let's just not do it let's just worship for an hour I don't know that but worship, worship leaders can do that we can just throw it out no way I told somebody back in the worship team room this isn't going to get me down going to take a lot more than this to stop what God's going to, what God's got to do with through me. What's God doing through you? Don't quit. Don't stop because it got hard. Because it got hard, all what happens is God's got to show up. It's about to get good. So I want to give you a little uh, example of today, our challenge through hurdles uh, is going to be a word that I'm going to use as exposure. We're afraid of exposure. Why don't we connect why, why do we struggle sometimes in marriage or in relationship? And it goes right down to what Brandon was talking about with those uh, filters that are in front of your face. This, this uh, word right here, hit, click it one more time, Liz. Aperture. 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 Whatever. I'm not a photographer. A photographer. A photographer. <laughs> My daughter choreographs, and all the time we wind up saying choreographer, and it's a choreographer. Uh, I'm not a, a aperture. 
the smallest one bottom right is typically us. We close it down. We only let people barely see in, but in turn, we can barely see out. We get the lens so closed down that hardly any light can come in, but we can't hardly see out either. We've so gotten blocked. We've so gotten filtered down to where we cannot see at all. This aperture, how do you say it? Aperture. (laughs) It's a space through which light passes in an optical or a photographic instrument, especially the variable opening which light enters through a camera. What do we do? We don't let people in. We don't let people in. And in turn, we don't let any of our stuff out. We hold on to it. What do we hold on to? We hold on to unforgiveness. We hold on to bitterness. We, we develop a relationship with them, with unforgiveness and with bitterness and with anger. People have anger problems because they can't get it out. They hold it in until it explodes. Then all of a sudden, everyone's hurt. Well, I want you to recognize that maybe it's you who have kind of closed down that lens to where nothing can come in, nothing can come out. So what are we afraid of? Why do we close down? Uh, I even believe Brandon even mentioned it. Rejection. We're afraid of being rejected. We're afraid we won't fit in. We're afraid that when you see my stuff, it'll drive you away. When you really get to know who I am, you're going to reject me. Does that hit home with anyone? Again, we're talking about hurdles to connection. I wanted to do a, a visual this morning of just having a little tiny mouse on the stage and having a spotlight shining up on the wall and how large that mouse would have been on the screen. Would have been huge. Because in the dark... Things are way bigger. Our perception of things are way bigger. But when light is shined on that little tiny mouse, it's tiny. It has no power over us. But in the dark, it has full power over us. Can you see by not allowing any light in, we live in the dark and our perception is way off. Y'all want to hear something really funny. I probably shouldn't share this, but I'm going to. We're in the worship area over here, and we're talking through the challenges that we're going through. She knows what's coming. And I said, today's sermon is on hurdles. And Stephanie Nelson said, herpes? (laughs) No, that's next Sunday. Now, had she not said anything and leave that in the dark, can you see how dumb and how stupid and how silly, but we allow one word to come out of the pastor's mouth and we take something else, we miss what is meant, we miss God completely, and we grab hold of a lie. 
Marriages break up over stupid stuff just like this. Relationships break up. People leave the church and leave God over misperceptions. The problem is light. We have allowed ourselves to live in the dark. We have allowed ourselves to live in the dark. The shadow is much bigger than the actual thing. Light defeats what the shadow casts. And it brings them back down to size. So many things that happen within our marriage are not hills worth dying on. But we die on them. Because of a lack of light. I believe it is because of a lack of the Holy Spirit bringing truth into our situations. Why else? Why else would we reject or not want to be exposed? Because it's easier to ignore it. We come in and we don't share what we're going through because it's easier not to talk about it. Let me just hear your problems. I'm not going to share with you my problems. Again, it comes back to rejection and fear. You're afraid of how people are going to react to your thing. But so many times it's so much easier just to sit in a pew and slip out the door. Don't let anybody get to know who I am. You know what will happen? You'll never grow. You'll stay right where you are. God desires for you to grow and overcome. Do you know you can't overcome in the dark? You can't do it. What happens when we ignore things? It starts to fester. It gets infected. I once talked on a root of bitterness and how there was a good example of, of, of a war, someone in a war that got shrapnel up under the skin, and instead of getting the shrapnel out, the doctors just kept repairing the skin but leaving the shrapnel in there, eventually it'll kill you. But what has to happen is it's got to be dug out and pulled out and then allow that whole wound to heal. But as long as that shrapnel or bitterness or unforgiveness or lies or hurts and pains doesn't get a chance to heal, it's going to fester on you until you break, until you leave, until you, until you break a relationship that you can't repair. In the dark. Why else do we allow things to stay in the dark? Because dealing with them is exhausting. It's exhausting. It really isn't, but it's a lie that we believe. It's not worth the effort. But finally, why else? Uh, can you, I'm sorry, can you go to the next screen? I think I had all these. Yeah, next. Yeah, there we go. Hey, <laughs> forgot I had them. Finally, why are we afraid of our stuff getting known? That y'all are going to judge me. Every Sunday, I get judged every Sunday on my banana. I bring a banana for breakfast every Sunday morning, and I get judged on the condition of that banana. <laughs> Am I lying? 
It's every single Sunday. Today I had a pretty green one. And those that hate the brown ones love the green one. Those that hate the ripe, un, the not ripe ones yet hate the brown ones. doesn't matter which one I bring in, I get judged. It's really funny. I really kind of like it. I do it, on, I do it as a joke now. But I'm telling you, we're afraid of our stuff when it comes out that we're going to get judged and get ostracized and have to leave the group. Who here doesn't have any problems? Who here has a lot of problems? Who here has so many problems that it's exhausting? I want you to know that the Lord can deal with those. He already knows them. But hiding them in the dark doesn't do any good. It says in Proverbs, uh, I'm sorry, in Luke 8, 17, it says, For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be made known and come to light. Can you go to the next scripture, Liz? 8, 17. Yeah. Go to the next one, Proverbs 28, 13. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Can anybody see the value of relationship? The value of relationship is that I will prosper if I will be in such a good relationship with someone that I will share with what's going on in my life. Because if I conceal it, I will not prosper. Are you struggling to prosper? Take account of are you living in the dark? Do you want to prosper? Take account of if, if you're living in the dark, get out of the dark. Share with somebody what you're going through. Share with someone that knows the word that is filled with the spirit and can guide you. I wouldn't just share it with anybody. No, don't share it with the loud mouth that sits around the water cooler and ruins people's lives and tears up people's marriages because they have a big mouth. That's not who I'm talking about sharing it with. I'm talking about sharing it with godly people. Because when you share it with godly people, you get supernatural answers. God works through his people. People. And when you hold it in, you're holding it in from your prosperity. You're holding in your prosperity. You're doing it. God's not withholding his prosperity. He's told you how to prosper. And one of them is, get your stuff out and get it dealt with. Why would he ask you to do that? Because he paid every price for it. He's already paid for it. He's given you the redemption code, but you won't follow through with redeeming it. Have you ever had a redemption code for a free movie, whatever, from Amazon? If you don't use it, you don't get it. It's not Amazon trying to hoodoo you. Nope, you have to go through the steps. God's saying here, I know you've got problems. I already know them. And if you'll get them out, not only will you prosper, but you'll get free of that hurt. So what are the pros? Those were the cons of exposure. What are the pros of, of exposure, of getting your stuff out? 
you find out that your stuff is not as dark as you thought it was. Your stuff's not as bad. How do you find that out? Because as I sit and have lunch with Cody and Jennifer, or if I sit and have lunch with Justin, or if I sit and have lunch with Bud and Rita, or if I sit and have lunch with the Bilberries, I find out y'all have stuff. And my stuff doesn't feel quite as bad. Let me share what I went through. And you want to hear something funny? I've never shared this with anyone else. How many conversations have you ever had because someone shared with you, you shared with them something that you'd never shared with? What just happened? Light. Light came through relationship, and light came through someone else surrendering and just saying, look, I'm just going to expose myself. What happens? We expose ourselves. Maybe out of guilt. Maybe just because you just feel so bad for them, you're going to share something. Either way, light just got exposed to your thing. And what happens is when I talk about it, it's really not as bad as I thought it was. If I can get it written down and look at it, I have written down some of the thoughts that I've had about myself. And as they get written down on a sheet of paper, I look at it and think, I don't even believe that. I know that's not true. Why did I just write that down? Because that's literally what I'm thinking, and it's driving. It's the filter that I'm walking through my life. But if I can write it down, expose it, I can deal with it. But as long as it stays in here, it will stay. That's why we have the church. It's to get out what you can't get over is to reveal truth about you. Your stuff is not as dark as it thinks, as you think you are redeemable. 1 John 1, 9, the next scripture, Liz, says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He's faithful to clean us up. What's another pro that happens when we expose? What happens is... You are, can you go to the next screen? You are your worst critic. The thoughts that you have about yourself are shocking. And once you start to get light on it, once you get around people that really know you and know God's word and they start defeating those words, you get free of you. You've got such chains on you that you're not going to get free until someone starts to help you. And what happens is you start to agree with others. When Justin says, hey, your thoughts about yourself is off, and let me tell you why, what happens is, you know what, maybe you're right. Maybe I can do this, what, you're ask, what, what the Lord's asking me to do. When my wife starts speaking over me according to God's word and according to what she knows about me, as Elizabeth has just finished her PhD and the challenges that she has with tech, she's struggling with, with where she's about, where she's going and not knowing where she's going. But for me, I can say, God's never, never left you hanging. Not once. You got people fighting for you. You're, you're well equipped. It hasn't happened yet, but it's going to. How can I say that? I'm not just trying to make her feel good. I believe it. But sometimes she can't believe it for herself. That's why we have the church. You were never called to be alone. You were never called to be in the dark. But you have to step out of the dark. And it's scary. It's scary. You would think the dark would be scary. 
But the problem is we think the light is scary. And it's not. That's a lie. The word, the blood of Jesus speaks a better word about you. What happens when you get in the light is the words get reversed. The lies are defeated. The lies are put to death. And truth is placed in your heart. Truth about yourself. Truth about your future. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24 to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The last pro is you get cleaned up. Your stuff gets removed. Your stuff gets addressed. You know, some, one of the best things that can happen with me as a, as a leader and as your pastor and, and as a father and as a husband is if there's an issue Let's address it. Let's talk about it. Because most of the time, I get read wrong. Just like what happened over here with hurdles. I didn't say it unclearly. I said it clearly. I'm a loud speaker. It's not that I said it quietly. We're doing hurdles. What? Doing hurdles. No, I'm a loud speaker but it still got heard wrong. And unless it is allowed to be put in the light, we will believe a lie. With your relationships to your spouses, with your children, with church, with God, you have got to address your feelings, your thoughts, your stuff. Address them. God will come clean. God will tell you the truth. He won't leave you hanging. And if you'll get around godly people, they'll do the same thing. When I say, I suck, godly people get around me and say, why? Why do you think that? Well, because this has happened, this has happened, this has happened. Well, let me tell you about what I've gone through and how God has been with me. And I want to tell you, as I've watched you go through these things, look how God has been with you the whole time. And all of a sudden, my thoughts get taken captive, get surrendered to the Word of God, and the Word of God triumphs over my dumb words. But if I don't get that out, I believe that lie to my death. about myself, about my abilities, about my future. Yeah, there's hurdles. There's so many hurdles. You've got hurdles to connecting. Uh, Brandon and Lindsay said when they first came back, it was just incredibly awkward. It's awkward. It's awkward for me to go and have lunch with somebody I've never had lunch with, and I don't know anything about them, and I think they're after me, and they're trying to get me to slip up on my words, and who knows what they're after. Do you see, all of a sudden, I can just twist this thing before I even meet someone. What are you trying to do? And I can just not meet. I want to encourage you to let some light in. We've been having it happen on Wednesday nights. We've been having it happen in our small group, our uh, Sunday school classroom. Yeah, it sounds like little programmed activities at church, but it can happen around coffee. Ask the Lord who you need to connect with. And consider sharing some things that's going on in your life. I think one of the best things that we have here at church is our people. 
And I believe we are truly a loving group of people that love the Lord. And I believe we can almost put up with almost anything. To have me as your pastor and to have me for 12 years is a pretty good track record that y'all will put up with just about anything. I'm not kidding. The closer you get to me, I think that it probably, I mean, Jeff Plant went uh, kayaking with us and I let a couple things out of my mouth and he's like, oh, <laughs> it wasn't cuss words, but it, I'm, I'm very sarcastic and pretty, I can be borderline, I can cross, almost cross the line, but I'm just human. Um, but it took those moments to go down the river together to get to know each other. You need to be tempted with with falling in. If you go with Carl Reniger anywhere, you're going to get you're you're going to get tested. <laughs> and Carl's one of my best friends. He'll be driving down the road and honk the horn at no one. And you're like, he's just looking at you like. But I can tell you that it is a couple of relationships that I have with a couple of men right here on this front row that know my heart, really know me, and haven't rejected me, even knowing my true thoughts. What has that allowed me to do? It's allowed me to be exposed and for truth to be spoken into me. I've spent most of my life holding all that stuff in. And that is no way to live. It's no way to live. Just want y'all to stand up with me. Church, this is where the rubber meets the road. What you're holding on to. I want you to consider making a connection with someone. I want you to consider making a connection and allowing the Lord to shed some light on some stuff that's, that's, that you're going through. One good freeing word is God already knows. God already knows. And when you get with the right people, they're not going to judge you. They're going to love you and help you through it. They're going to love you and help you through it. But it's a risk to let your stuff out. Trust the Lord. Trust Him that He already knows. And He's already making a provision for you. As soon as you step out, He's going to start providing for you. Let's pray. Father, I just... I just surrender my life, my heart, my thoughts, my mistakes, my sin, my everything within me to you. And Lord, I just ask that we as a church body would, would trust you enough to let our guard down. And one of the ways that you show light into our life is through your body.
in Jesus' name. I just speak over you right now just to get free of unforgiveness, just to get free of bitterness and hurt. And that we would, we would step in to your body under your authority, under your word, under your light. And it is through your light that we are given life and that we prosper. In Jesus' name, let us step into light. And Lord, whatever lies we're living under, I just ask you to expose those. And that, Lord, as we try to run, that you would just catch us at every turn and not let us out. Lord, I know that you're just a, 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 you give us a complete free will to make choices. But, Lord, I just ask you to help us to be free. I ask you for divine appointments that we just run into each other and can sit and spend some time together. And Lord, that your word and your heart and your spirit would flow through us and that light would be shined in our darkest places. You would clean us. If you're here today and you're still just so lost, you're looking so hard for a way out, I want you to know that that way out is Jesus. Just out of your own mouth, just cry out, Jesus, save me. Shine your light in my dark heart. Shine your light. Help me to get free. The word says if you'll just confess Jesus as your Lord, he will save you. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that you will be saved. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation. Thank you, Lord, for your truth and your light. Now, bless us this week in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen.